the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Hope you're having a uh, hope you're having a great summer. We got a great show for you tonight. We're gonna have news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A double T U double L O. I'm also on Untapped at the same name, Gattulo. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa Ready as well. iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, as well as the Hopped Up Network. You can just jump over to the Hopped Up Network, uh, usually a couple of minutes after the show ends, and you can listen to, download and listen to the podcast version of this show and a plethora of others as well, like Selling Craft Beer, The Wart. Uh, there's a, a whole bunch of um, of different shows on there. You definitely want to check out uh, thehoppedupnetwork.com. They do a great job curating a lot of uh, beer podcasts for your listening pleasure. No guests this week. Uh, too much going on news-wise. Wanted to get to a bunch of different things, including my review of Ross Brewing and their new facility. Not yet open yet, but I will talk to you a little bit about it in our second segment as to what's going on over there with John Kokoza and his crew. Let's dive into some news and notes. Coming up first, uh, Ryan, the maker of functional and sustainable whole fruit snacks, has partnered with Other Half to create a limited-time, crushable, craveable citrus pale ale uh, that will uh, apparently uh, quench your thirst this summer in New York. Now, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if the beer is still on tap since we are in the first day of August. They said it was ending in early August, but... Let's assume for the sake of argument for the next week, it'll probably still be on tap at other half. It's a 4.4% ABV limited edition rise and rind pale ale. Uh, tangy, fruity, refreshing summertime ale is brewed with citra hops and dried persimmon. Conditioned on top of rind on orange chips. Think orangina with a twist. Interesting. I like orangina. Um, I like that soda when it was out. Had that little bit of tangerine or whatever, and then the little effervescent with the bubbles. Good stuff. So, uh... 30 total pounds of rind upcycled persimmons and orange chips were used to create the beer. It's receiving rave reviews on social media and, of course, Untapped. Again, take the reviews from Untapped you know, with a grain of salt. A lot of people, I'm including myself, there are certain breweries that we gravitate to. And, you know, for me, it's more of a tool so that I can remember the things that I, um, I've drank over the past week or so so that I can mention it on Suds and Duds. So take what you see on Untapped. You know, a little lightly. There's a lot of beers that I give four and plus two, and very few that I give under that. Because I think most beers, to be perfectly honest, 
are pretty good. Unless they unless I gotta pour one out, I usually drink the whole thing because I want to make sure that I'm getting, you know, the full flavor of what the brewer has intended, which is why um a lot of people don't necessarily um like to do um you know, flights, because it's not really a true representation of the beer, but I'll get to that in a second. Let me finish up with this here. Limited edition pale ale is on tap at Other Half's Domino Park location at 34 River Street, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, it started on July 14th, uh, ends the beginning of August. So, again, like I said, it's the first day of August. you got to figure that within a couple of days it's probably going to get taken off tap. So if you happen to be in the Brooklyn area and you want to hit up Other Half, the Domino Park location, do it because you're going to miss out on this particular beer. Um, so, you know, there's been this complaint lately that certain places don't do flights, certain places do do flights. I think flights, I'm, I'm kind of half and half on this. I like a short pour of something because if I want to taste something and I'm driving and I don't want to drink a full 12 or 16 ounces, I think it's good, but it's not really a true representation of a beer. And I'll give you a perfect example. I was at Twin Elephant, uh, last, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, and they had a big, banging, boozy, boozy beer there, right? Uh, I think it was shimmy, uh, shimmy, shimmy yi. And, um, you know, way over 10%. My buddy had one full pour. Uh, I had something lighter. And then I decided to have a short pour of that big, boozy beer. Why? Because I was driving. And I don't want to have to drink something. And then I got to wait an hour to kind of sober up a little bit so that I can get in my car and drive. Trying to be responsible here. So a shorter pour sipped over a longer period of time is not going to have the same effect as something else. Now, look, if I'm home, that's a completely different set of circumstances, folks. But if I'm out, I'm trying to be responsible. So sometimes I feel that a short pour is necessary. But in a lot of cases, flights are kind of, you know, yeah, you get a taste of this, you get a taste of that. And then, you know, obviously the theory behind it is you taste a few and then you pick something that you want and you get a full pour of it. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. Now, if I'm at Paragon Tap and Table and it's a Wednesday or a Thursday night or something and they're doing a tap takeover and I know I have to be up Friday morning, then, yeah, I might not necessarily drink, you know, five or six full pours. I'll get a flight because I want to taste what they're having and then maybe pick one that I really like and do that. But that's because it's part of part of the, the job that I do for this show, right? Um, sometimes I don't think flights are really... Uh, worth it or a good representation of what the brewer has originally intended. Um, maybe with a stout uh, because they're big and boozy. I don't know. So, again, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on uh, on flights. So don't get upset. You know, if they only serve full pours, then sometimes you have to be selective as it is as to what you want. Or if your group is getting different stuff, maybe they can give you a little taste off of whatever it is that you're, um, you know, that you're using. You never know. Our friends from Wiseacre Brewing Company is launching two new year-round beers this summer, uh, Iruzu Rice Lager and Puffle Hazy Double IPA. Uh, the Iruzu is offered in a 15-pack. Puffle is coming first in a four-pack of 16-ounce cans, then later in a stovepipe can, which is 19.2 ounces. Um, apparently, the uh, the rice lager comes from uh, a Japanese-style beer, a super dry rice lager, uh, a gentle, smooth taste, a dry palate-cleansing finish, Apparently, it is only, um, I believe it is 99 calories, that beer, or 90 calories, something like that, uh, and very, very light on the ABV. And then you've got uh, Puffle, 
Uh, a 9% ABV, new AG, hazy appearance, hop character. Uh, they said the hop variety is something new for us. They're thrilled they got their hands on enough of the highly sought after a New Zealand Nelson Savon hops to commit to Puffle being a year-round beer. Apparently, uh, Nelson Savon hops are um, scarce right now, uh, according to a lot of these brewers that are uh, you know trying to get this different this particular hop. So, uh, Wiseacre is going to have a total of ten beers that'll be available year-round. Um, so this variety pack. Let's see here. I'm trying to figure out where this Iruzu is going to be in. It looks like it's going to be in their 12-can variety pack with their Hazy IPA, a Memphis Sands Lager, a Pale Ale, a Berlin Iron Vice, and a bunch of different things. Now, Wiseacre, of course, is sold in New Jersey. It is not sold in New York, but it's in a bunch of different states, too. Alabama, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Washington, D.C., of course, Tennessee, because that's where they're from. Uh, so you can get these beers uh, in, in those various places, including the great state of New Jersey, which is very cool. Uh, finally, before um, before we get to uh, our first break, and actually in our next break, I'm going to talk a little bit about my little trip over to Ross Brewing over in Port Monmouth uh, last week. I uh, got a chance to check out the facility. They're not done yet. They're not ready to open. Um, I'm. Let's just say I'm cautiously optimistic they're going to be open by October. I have a feeling it's going to be more like November uh, because of the way the state of New Jersey drags their feet a little bit when it comes to things like this. So um, it, it, was a, it was a nice little trip. Great to catch up with John Cocosa. Uh, got a couple of new beers from him. One, I think, is coming out this week. Two that are already out. Their uh, Tom's River Pale Ale and their To the Moon uh, Double Dry Hopped uh, IPA. Uh, but Boston Beer, we did, uh, you know, we had Josh Nolan from Hop Notes, who writes for the Chicago Tribune. And we talked about how Truly's um, sales forecast was enormous and how almost 70% of their, um, their money was coming from the seltzer and only like 7% or so was from the beer. Well, turns out on Friday, we taped that interview on Thursday. It turns out on Friday, uh, Boston Beer's uh, chief uh, economic officer, uh, the chief executive officer, acknowledged their quarter two hard seltzer sales miss and saying they don't look very smart. So apparently, apparently, um, they had some disappointing second quarter sales of Truly. Shares of Boston Beer plummeted Friday, closed down 26% at $701 a piece on the stock. Now, that's pretty. It's pretty high for a stock, right? Uh, Boston Beer reported um, earnings of $4.75 a share on $603 million in revenue. Um, they were looking for $6.69 in earnings per share and $658 million in revenue. That's a big disparity there. Um, again, uh, they're saying that the hard seltzer category was expected to slow down in some capacity after its red-hot growth in recent years. Of course, Boston uh, Beer owns brands like Sam Adams, Twisted Tea, Truly, Angry Orchard, Hard Seltzer, and other local craft beer brands, which I don't know which other local... Oh, Coney Island they own, that's right. Um, anyway, um, they're saying uh, the trade-off from grocery and liquor, st- liquor store purchases and consuming at home to bars during that time period, particularly as the summer hit, is really what hit us, and honestly, it hit us hard and fast. We don't look very smart by missing on that guidance. So they had expected more sales... Because the, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, states are reopening, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, but people are gravitating away from grocery stores and into bars, and they're choosing draft beer over seltzer. So we're seeing less seltzers being purchased. We're seeing more draft beer being bought, and that's why they're saying that they slowed down. Uh, I don't know. That, that's a that's a pretty big miss. Overall, the company's revenue rose 33% in the second quarter on a year-over-year basis. Um, look, they, you know, they, they're... That's a big miss. Um, again, you know, I think we're seeing that now that bars are opening, concerts are starting up again. People were drinking seltzer, hard seltzer at home because it was less calories, um, maybe less carbs, and they were looking for something a little more, uh, con- you know, carb conscious. Now that places are opening up again, <laughs> you know, they're saying that ah, we're going to go for it and drink the uh, drink the draft beer, which is going to have uh, more calories in it. Who knows? When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including my trip over to Ross Brewing in Port Monmouth, New Jersey. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Again, I, I record things in the studio here, the, the studio that we use for the Joe Piscopo Show, and a million times there are peop- other people that use this studio that mess with my settings, and I really get annoyed. My headphones are not the same level. Uh, it's, it's all over the place. Again, I get it. First world problems. Anyway, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. You can also follow me on uh, Untapped if you use that app, at Gattulo. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. We're on iTunes and Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Alexa ready as well, odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to the podcast version of this show and a plethora of others whenever you feel like it. Now, we've got no guests on the program this week. Uh, Just, you know, I I was trying to get some folks on from uh, 21st Amendment and um, they had uh, told me to reach out to their publicist. Um, and, um, you know, the publicist has my email and the dates that I wanted to tape the interview and I didn't get any response back, uh, from him. I'm taping this segment on Wednesday and still nothing. So maybe there's a chance we get something late in the week, but I doubt it. So, um, we're going with no guests this week and that's just a simple, uh, explanation, but we've got a lot of stuff to get into. I want to talk about my trip over to Ross Brewing over in Port Monmouth, New Jersey, which is kind of Middletown, uh, Belford. We'll get to that in a second. But we need to dive into some other stuff here uh, very quickly. First up, um, Sierra Nevada earlier this past week announced the release of its 2021 limited edition fall seasonal Oktoberfest. It's an Amber Marzen uh, at a 5.5% ABV. It's got a malty sweetness, a little bit of herbal floral hop presence, and the bitterness levels are just right to balance the malt char- character for drinkability. That says Scott Jennings, the innovation brewmaster at Sierra Nevada Brewing. He says it's a substantial beer, but it's really, really uh, drinkable. It began shipping on July 26th. It'll be found on retail shelves while supplies last into the fall season. We're seeing, obviously, Oktoberfest beers and pumpkin beers are starting to come out now because they've got to get them out ahead of the fall season. 
Everybody gets annoyed at it, but that's just the reality of it. The sooner they get it out there, the better, so that in January you're not still seeing pumpkin beers, and you do see some of them that are still on the shelves. Our friends from Alesmith Brewing have returned to popular limited release, uh, crafted with Aloha and Sabro Hops, Alesmith's Tropical Marmalade Hazy IPA. It's a 7.1% ABV IPA. It's available in select markets starting this month. It'll become more widely available from October through the end of 2021. So kudos to the folks from Alesmith. Now, a couple things before we dive into the raw stuff. First up, um, as the Delta variant of the coronavirus is continuing to spread, a medical expert is saying people who aren't vaccinated should stay out of bars and restaurants. Dr. Jonathan Reiner, a professor of medicine and surgery at George Washington University, has talked about the rise in coronavirus infections as fewer than half the population is vaccinated. It's right around 50%. Uh, We should be at 70%. Uh, if you're not vaccinated, Reiner says, you should not go into a bar and you probably shouldn't eat at a restaurant. Uh, Reiner says unvaccinated Americans are at a great risk of becoming infected. And we're seeing the return of, in some places, people wearing masks indoors, even if they are fully vaccinated. I can't stress this enough. Unless you have a medical allergic reaction to the, to the vaccine, It's my opinion that you should get vaccinated. If for some moral reason or political reason you feel that you shouldn't get vaccinated, I'm sorry, but I don't have any sympathy for you. This is a highly contagious illness. You can go to the hospital and you can die from it. Um, You can have your stance all you want about freedom of choice uh, and no government is going to tell me what to do. But the bottom line that we are seeing is that people who have the vaccine that are getting the Delta variant that have suddenly be, that have, that have become exposed don't go to the hospital and don't die. Those people who ha- are unvaccinated are going to the hospital and either they're dying or they're severely affected by this long term. Folks, get your shot. It's important. You want to go back to a normal way of life? You don't want to have lockdowns again? You don't want to have to wear a mask? This is how you do it. That's just my opinion. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not telling you one way or another. I'm fully vaccinated, and I'm proud to tell you that I'm fully vaccinated. I will listen to the science before I listen to any other, uh, any, anything else spewing from anybody else's mouth. That's the bottom line. Don't like it? Don't listen to the show. I'm okay with that. That's just how I feel. Uh, New York City's Nightlife Advisory Board out with 15 new recommendations It includes outdoor drinking options and better soundproofing for neighbors. Mayor de Blasio established the NAB back in 2017. This is to evaluate nightlife laws and policies suggesting improvements for an industry that is still reeling uh, financially from the shutdown. Among its recommendations, the board wants more nightlife beyond bars and clubs, argues drinking in a public space should be regulated but not prohibited. The report also calls for enhanced training for bar and restaurant security personnel to better address inebriated customers and respond to active shooter situations along with new soundproofing measures to limit conflict between noisy establishments and residents. Now, again, they're not advocating this for everywhere in the city. Uh, They're talking about targeted spots. Times Square happens to be one of them. Makes sense to me because it's an active area 24-7. There's not a lot of residents that live around there. So I don't have too much of a problem with that. But I think if you're going to put it in... In other areas, where are you going to put it on Staten Island where it's not going to be noisy? Even in Stapleton, that was the, in, in my day back in the 80s and 90s, when you had rock, when you had clubs and all kinds of stuff everywhere and the Navy was coming in, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, to me, that's really the only quiet, that's really the only area where you could do it. 
I don't know if I would necessarily do it in other boroughs, um, but in Manhattan, certainly, because you've got the space, especially in Times Square. I don't know. Um, Some of this stuff is cool. Yeah, I would love to be able to drink outdoors. But again, it's got to be... I don't know how you could control it. I don't know how it's not a quality of life issue. I don't know how you're going to you're going to deal with people who are going to, you know, you're going to get people who are going to overindulge. Plain and simple. So I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea. I like the recommendation. If it can be done in a controlled manner, then yes. I think if it's unrestrained and kind of just let loose, no. I got I have a problem with it. But we shall see. We'll continue on with this and if there are any other recommendations from the board, um as the weeks go on, we will get it to you. Now, I want to talk to uh, talk to you guys about my trip down to Ross Brewing over in Port Monmouth, New Jersey. These guys are getting ready, and thanks to John Cocosa for giving me the nickel tour. Um, I was there to pick up some beer from him. Uh, he's got a couple of things. Their new Hellas Lager is out. Uh, the new Hellas Lager is out this week. Uh, an IPA and a pale ale, the Tom's River Pale Ale, was also out as well. I haven't had a chance to uh, sample the Tom's River Pale Ale, but I did get a chance to have the uh, IPA, and I did get a chance to have the Hellas Lager, which is fantastic, by the way. But anyway, um, he gave me the nickel tour of the facility. They are located literally uh, at less than a quarter of a mile from the uh, ferry in Belford that heads to New York City. Um, they're kind of gonna they're gonna be kind of an indoor outdoor operation, sort of. If you've ever been to Blue Point's old facility in Long Island, that's kind of how it was. Their tap room was in the front, their production facility was in the back, but you had to physically go outside from the production facility to get to the tap room. And this is somewhat similar to what they're doing here at Ross. And um, essentially, you're going to take a tour. When you walk in, it's going to be a self-guided tour, sort of like at Cape May Brewing. If you've ever been to Cape May Brewing, before you get to the tap room, you walk through a room that kind of gives you a tour of the brewery because you have to take a tour uh, of the brewery before you have a drink. That's New Jersey law. Um, And he's got some... He's got some really nice tanks set up. They're talking about maybe reconfiguring it in a different way. He's got some space for add-on, maybe a bigger tank instead of the smaller tanks that he has. Um, they're talking about setting up uh, a little um, tap room in the front so that you can sit out on a patio and kind of have a beer there if you don't want to go all the way in. But the tap room itself is going to be gorgeous when it's done. Two floors, going to have a private room on the top. you got a dock for four boats. He could expand it to eight if he wants. Um there is a local fishery down the road uh, that has actually helped them out tremendously in certain areas, uh, especially in parking. There's plenty of parking there. He's going to have. There's not going to be an issue with parking. Maybe in the beginning because it's going to be crowded, but after that, it's going to be fine. Um, I like what he's doing. Um, if they eliminate one building that's there, you're going to have a perfect view on the second floor of the New York City skyline. I mean, where I could envision like a nice big bay window or something, you kind of look out and you see the city. It's going to be really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's not right up against the beach line. It's set back, but you can see New York City. Um, I love what they're doing down there. Now, the big question, of course, and I'm not going to give the rest of it away because some stuff that John and I were talking about privately, you know, for private consumption, but I will tell you this. Um, They're getting a lot of work done. Things are moving along at a nice pace. I think conservatively he's about 90 days away from opening. I would say if I had to, you know, if I had to guess, late October, early November. And that's being conservative. That's everything breaking right. Uh, And really, it's not so much, I think, on his end as it is on New Jersey's end, getting the inspections and all the stuff done that needs to be done. The township has been tremendous in helping them. Uh, They're doing a whole big economic development 
uh, in Middletown where they want to kind of they're going to they've envisioned really building up that area. Uh, you got people coming from the Belford Ferry. You've got condos that are right down the street that should be uh, a source of people coming over um, to visit Ross Brewing. Um, it, this is going to be a really, really cool place and sort of a game changer in a lot of ways for breweries, especially uh, one that is so close to the water. Uh, kudos to John and his crew. They're doing a great job. Cannot wait for it to open. And thank you for the nickel tour uh, a week or so ago, John. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to come back when it is uh, closer to operation and closer to opening. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, when we come back after a short break, hey, guess what? We're going to have more news and notes. And then we're going to have suds and duds later on. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you're probably wondering, why am I playing Helmet uh, as I come back from a break, which I've never played before. Well, I'm going to get to that in just a second. But you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com or on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on that platform, on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, as well as the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show uh, a couple minutes after it airs. But there are a plethora of other great shows as well, as well that you definitely uh, want to check out. So we'll get into the, the reason why I played Helmet in just a moment. We've got a lot of other beer news to get to. But I wanted to mention something real quick uh, before we dive into the rest of this beer news. So there was a story that came out uh, this past Thursday about how uh, a number of um, New York restaurants and Washington, D.C. restaurants that are owned as a chain are going to start requiring people to be fully vaccinated to come into their restaurants starting in September. And I found the story interesting because I wonder if they're going to do this, and again, purely voluntary and as a private business They have the right to do that. I wonder if breweries will now start to do that as well. Will they ask people for their vaccination status? That's a tricky, tricky sort of, you know, gray area there where me as a consumer says, I don't need to tell you if I'm vaccinated or not. Now, again, now my from my point of view, I'm fully vaccinated. You need to see my vaccination card. I got it saved on my phone. I'm happy to show it to you. I don't care. But for other people, when it comes to civil liberties, they're going to fight back on that, right? Now, again, private business, they have the right to determine whether or not you're, you know their employees are fully vaccinated or if they want to serve somebody who's fully vaccinated. They have that right. HIPAA laws do not apply here. People are going to argue that. They don't apply. Now, the, 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 the manager or whomever says, I don't want to serve you because you're not telling me whether you're vaccinated or not, that's their right. I don't know if it's going to get dragged into the courts, uh, if something like this is going to happen. But as a private business, if my employer told me I had to be vaccinated or I couldn't work anymore, I have to get vaccinated or I lose my job. They're a private employer. 
They're allowed to do that. Uh, the public employees, I know they're going to fight this, unions and all that other stuff. I just wonder, are we going down a slippery slope here? Again, I would encourage people to get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated, that's your right. I don't understand now why you're denying people if they're not vaccinated, when before you were able to walk into a restaurant with a mask on, take the mask off and sit down. Again, that's the gray area with the CDC that kind of baffles me. I have a force field on until I get to my table, and then I take the force field off, and suddenly I'm mysteriously protected. That's where I'm a little fuzzy on, but whatever. I'm not the smartest bulb in the socket. What am I going to tell you? Anyway, beer news. Let's dive into it. Big Frog Brewing out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, closed this past Saturday. Uh, They were open Wednesday through Saturday this week. They wanted to thank all of their loyal customers who supported them through the past seven years. Uh, all mug club members had to had to pick up their mugs this week. They are out of business. I'm wondering if somebody is going to end up buying this brewery. Um, we've seen a few instances of breweries shutting down, but for the most part, a lot of them have prospered during this time uh, of COVID. It's sad to see Big Frog Brewing uh, going out of business here. Uh, that is a shame. Hopefully, somebody will um, will pick up the slack there and uh, possibly. Uh, purchase this business. Our friends from Dogfish Head, uh, from the distillery portion of the of the uh, brewery, they've l- announced the launch of their first single malt whiskey. It's called Let's Get Lost, uh, with a fifty one percent ABV. Obviously, it's making its way to shelves now. Let's Get Lost, an award winning American single malt whiskey, distilled from a custom blend of malted barley and aged on site for more than uh, three years in charred oak barrels. It's available in seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottles in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, and Washington. Uh, if you are local to coastal Delaware, you can pick up the bottle now at one of Dogfish Head's hospitality locations, the Off-Centered Emporium and Re- uh, Rebooth, uh, or the Tasting Room and Kitchen in Milton. Of course, for more information, just go to dogfish.com slash distillery. Again, um, you can get this whiskey in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, and Washington. It'll be coming out very soon uh, in early August. Uh, to stores in those states. So that's very cool there. Uh, Our friends from Left Hand Brewing, they have announced uh, a new nitro year-round beer in bottles. Listen to this. Peanut Butter Milk Stout Nitro uh, is coming out in bottles. The Nitro Milk Stout was already released. Uh, I believe it was released uh, last year, I think it was, in a bottle, the regular one. Now, the Peanut Butter Milk Stout Nitro is coming out now. Uh, this is, um, again, it was a seasonal that debuted in early 2020, uh, but now it is going to be a year-round offering. Apparently a lot of success with this beer. Fans were very happy with this and wanted more of it, so they're putting it in bottles, and it's shipping now in six packs of 12-ounce bottles and kegs. You can go to Left Hand's uh, website, uh, click on their beer finder to find out where you can get the peanut butter milk stout nitro in the bottle uh, at a liquor store near you. Of course, it's going to be on... Uh, in, in kegs, so you might be able to get it at your local watering hole. Very cool from our friends at Left Hand Brewing. Finally, let's head out to California. A uh, couple things. Uh, first up, uh, Al Smith, 26th anniversary party. It's coming. I know I mentioned Al Smith in the last break, but we had some more news with Al Smith here. Um, Al Smith's 26th anniversary party. It's going to be August 27th through the 29th. You're going to have live music, comedy, food trucks, a special 40 ounce sublime beer release. A lot more. Now, as soon as I have the full lineup of beers that will be coming out in the coming weeks, I will get that information to you. If you've ever been to Ale Smith in California, they're right in Miramar. Uh, they are in the old Ballast Point facility. 
uh, and it is a it's a beautiful place. It's kind of it's in an industrial park. They usually have one or two food trucks there, but they're going to have more there. And again, being in an industrial park, you've got a little bit more room for stuff uh, going on. But when you walk into the tasting room, to the tap room, there's like a, a little. You walk in, I think it's to the left, if I recall correctly. Um, there's like a, a room where you can buy, you know, T-shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff. And I think you can get beer there, too. And then they have the actual tasting room. It's an enormous room. Uh, and it, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish I could get out there. I can't. I think my trip is going to probably be back to San Diego. I really want to do a vacation on an island somewhere. But with everything going on with the Delta variant, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. So maybe it's San Diego is my destination so I can do beer and then hit the beach because the weather will be uh, pretty good late in the year. Who knows? I don't know. But I've got to get back to San Diego. There's so much that I am missing out there that I want to check out, especially a brewery that I have not been to, but I've had their beers, or some of them at least. Uh, the good friends at Alosta Brewing, my thanks to Byron Fisher, the co-owner of Alosta Brewing in Covina, California, for sending me uh, cans of two of their latest beers. One of them, it's a cream ale. It's called Dig Tussie, uh, which I haven't had a chance to crack into yet. I will, and hopefully we'll have a review on next week's program. The other one, though, is a Kolsch that is named Helmet. And yes, it's after the band Helmet, which is why I played the music. But here's the cool thing. So not only is it a Kolsch, right? Uh, and this is another collab that they're doing with a band. The first one was with Live back in 2019, a copper ale to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Throwing Copper. But on Tuesday, August 10th, now the beer is out now, Helmet, uh, at their brewery, right? And I, I guess in stores uh, around uh, California. But on Tuesday, August 10th, the band will be at the brewery to do a meet and greet. 7 o'clock local time in California. Paige, Dan, and Kyle will be drinking beers and greeting fans. Uh, Alosta Brewing is located at 692 Arrow Grand Circle in Covina, California. You can follow them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram. All the details are there. Uh, I have never been to this brewery. I've never been to Covina, California. I've been to a number of places in California. Covina is not one of them. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, Covina, I think is... I want to say it's north and east of Los Angeles. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm doing this without a map in front of me, folks. But um, Byron's a great guy. We, uh, we actually met a number of years ago online uh, because of the live beer throwing copper. He was gracious enough to send me that, along with um, his um, uh, his Mexican ale, uh, which I forgot the name. Oh my God, it was after the wrestler. God. Oh boy, see, I'm forgetting now, and I don't want to look it up because I'm lazy. It's, the, it's getting towards the end of the show, and I'm being lazy, and I don't want to look. But anyway, um, he was kind enough to send me a bunch of his beers, including the Throwing Copper one, and I loved it, a copper ale. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we had Byron on the program a couple of years ago. Got him back. Uh, you know what? In fact, I think I'm going to try and get him on for next week's program to promote the event with Helmet uh, because he was gracious enough to send me this stuff, and uh, you know, I want to pay. I want to pay it forward here. Uh, for Byron and his guys. They do a great job at Alosta Brewing. California has really been hit hard with all of the COVID restrictions. So check it out. If you're a fan of the metal band Helmet, it's a Kolsch. They'll be at the uh, at the brewery Tuesday, August 10th. Again, 7 o'clock local time, 692 Arrow Grand Circle in Covina, California. And again, Byron, thanks for sending me those beers. Really appreciate it. When we come back after a short break, well, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, The Answer. Ah. 
Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer ZZ Top, sharp dressed man from the Eliminator album from 1983, and probably the biggest album success that really put them way over the top, ZZ Top. But uh, we found out earlier this week Dusty Hill, the longtime bassist uh, and co founder of ZZ Top, passed away in his sleep at 72 years old in Texas. Um, apparently, they were out on tour. He decided to leave the tour because he wasn't feeling well, um, was going, I, I don't know if he was going for tests or whatever, but apparently was home, in his in his home, went to sleep, didn't wake up. What a shame. Dusty Hill um, passing away at the age of 72 years old. A couple of people that we lost this week. The lead singer from Metal Church, whose name escapes me at the moment because I don't have it in front of me. Um, and also, the found, wasn't it the founding drummer of Slipknot also passed away as well? Man, I'll tell you. It happens in threes. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, and especially when it comes to music. You know, we're at that point in our ages where we are losing the the people that we grew up with as musicians, and it's sad. It's a reality that we all have to face, but it's sad. It really is sad uh, about uh, what is going on here. You know, I mean, look the the greatest guitarist I ever saw in my lifetime, so far, and I don't think it it, it even pales in comparison was Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I was fortunate enough to see him a couple of times before he passed. A lot of people did not. He was just on that cusp of breaking into superstardom uh, when he passed away. So it's um, it's one of those things now where I'm like, man, if a band's playing and I have the time, I'm going because I don't want to miss out. I missed out on Tom Petty uh, before he passed, a few months before he passed. I'm not going to allow that to happen to me again. Sorry, but that's just the way I am. And music, honestly, when it comes to music and beer, they're synonymous uh, with one another. And for me, there's nothing better than I enjoy sitting in my backyard on a beautiful night listening to tunes while sampling a couple of beers uh, to bring to you on Suds and Duds. It, there's nothing better. Anyway, let's dive right in. So I had a chance to stop over at Untied Brewing uh, last week. Uh, they had their new one, uh, What's the Hype? Uh, this was great. Nice bite. Loved the coconut. Didn't get a chance to see Matt Green. Uh, but I was there with a friend of mine. We decided it's just, it was a Friday, we'd take a ride. My wife gets annoyed with me now at times because I go out early on Fridays to have a couple of beers because breweries are open earlier. And, you know, my argument is always, I work a different schedule than you. By the time you get off at 5 o'clock, I've been off for hours already. So sometimes I do scoot out a little early and get the night started, as it were. So that's the way it goes. But good stuff from uh, from Untied and What's the Hype? The coconut is nice in this. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, as a um, <clears throat> excuse me, as a uh, as a hazy uh, IPA. We then made a quick run over to Twin Elephant uh, Lakeside Dynamics. Oh my goodness, what a fantastic coast! First off, great to see Cindy. Uh, catch up with her for a, for a minute or two, uh, and then sat outside because it was such a beautiful day. But boy, let me tell you something: the Lakeside Dynamics, super clean, easy drinking. The lime and honey in this is spot on. It is just perfect. It goes down so smooth. It's nice. I think it's somewhere in the upper fours, maybe low 5% ABV. Fantastic beer. Delicious, excellent. Uh, loved it very much. Shimmy Shimmy Yee I also had there uh, as a small pour. Very dangerous, super smooth, very strong, uh, well over 10%. Don't skip this one. It's great. But if you're driving, make sure you have a short pour of it because it will definitely uh, overwhelm you very quickly. And then the Quested, which was the, the West Coast IPA that they made, I would have liked a little bit more bite in this. It's, it's good, 
but I felt like I, I needed a little bit more of that, that piney kind of, mm, you know, oomph from this beer. But it's a delicious beer nonetheless. I just would have liked a little bit more um, on, the, uh, on the bite side uh, of that particular beer. Just my, uh, my personal opinion. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment, of course, uh, portions of the program uh, brought to you by Source Brewing. Get your beer directly from the source, Route 34, in beautiful Cold Snack, New Jersey. And it is a perfect time of year to go down there and take advantage of the outdoors that they have uh, right outside on, in, on their farmhouse. It is beautiful, these beautiful Adirondack chairs. You can sit, you can sip your beer, bring yourself some food. You can have a nice little uh, day out in the backyard or in the side yard of um, beautiful Source Brewing in Colts Neck, New Jersey. And they're getting ready to open their new place in Fishtown as well in Philadelphia, which I'm excited about, or Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Uh, you know, same thing. Anyway, dumb fruit number four, passion fruit, raspberry, mango, coconut, macaroon, could only be from Evil Twin Brewing. Had this over at Paragon Tap and Table. So much fruit in this. Not sour, but very tart with all of the fruit. It is just a really, really thick fruit fruit-forward beer, uh, delicious, uh, from the folks at Evil Twin. Had a couple of beers over at Cypress. They were celebrating their sixth anniversary party. Got a chance to catch up with Charlie Backman. Uh, it was great to see Charlie. Got to get him back on the program again. And from what he told me, uh, he's very pleased. They were in a really good spot before the pandemic started. Then the pandemic started, and they got into a somewhat bad place. And now they are in a good place. They were able to get PPP money. They were able to do a couple of different things, and they have gotten over that hump that they were in uh, throughout most of the pandemic. So kudos to Charlie. I am very happy for him and the success of his brewery. There were a lot of great people hanging out with Matt, uh, Brian Alshul. Um, just just a really nice time. Uh, got to talk with uh, Chris from Bull and Bear uh, and also from Melavino. Um, and definitely have to get over to Bull and Bear. I don't know how I missed going from Twin from Untied to Twin, and I missed Bull and Bear in between. I have to remember to keep that in my head next time to stop over there. I've got to make a stop in very soon, and I've got to get back to Melovino, too. It was great to share uh, some bottles uh, with uh, Brian and Matt and a, few, and a few other folks. Had some great ice cream there, but, boy, I'll tell you, two beers that I had there, good friends and a can of pills, a solid drinkable Pilsner uh, from the folks at Cypress, the Strawberry Falcon, which was one of their releases that they came out with, uh, strawberry lemon tart, really nice, delicious beer. Ended up getting a couple of bottles of the sixth anniversary beer, which had been in uh, bourbon barrels from Four Roses for uh, for almost two years. Excellent beer. I ended up cracking that Saturday night when I got home. Had a couple of cigars in the backyard, listening to a little music, and had the sixth anniversary beer. It is definitely a beautifully done bourbon stout. Um, it is not overwhelming by any stretch with the bourbon. You get that bourbon flavor, it's there, but it does not overpower you. An excellent, excellent beer uh, from the guys at uh, Cypress. Just a delicious, delicious stout. You can still pick up bottles. They're in, I think, the 375 milliliter uh, range. Excellent beer. Also had from Ross Brewing to the Moon, their double dry hopped IPA. Very nice. Tropical flavor is there. A delicious beer. Uh, go, it went great with my cigar. Now, what I picked up at Twin Elephant, though, the newest version of Nosh, Moteca, and Idaho 7. I have to tell you, these two hops blend perfectly together. I cannot love this beer enough. I love it. The, the mixture of both of those hops just give it a nice, smooth creaminess that really goes well uh, with a cigar. Fantastic. 
And then uh, the Fish Finder Lager from Ross, which has just come out this week. It's, in, it's uh, on shelves uh, throughout, Mount, throughout Monmouth County, also in New York, a couple of other places uh, in the state of New Jersey as well. Very nice Dunhella's Lager, crisp, bready, really, really nice, uh, and uh, very much enjoyable. So kudos to the folks from Ross. They are putting out some good stuff, and I cannot wait for their tasting room to be open because, boy, I'll tell you, it is going to be a really, really nice place. You're going to enjoy going here. And I think if Middletown, I think if people invest in Middletown and they really develop that area, uh, there is the potential of having another place sort of a la Long Branch. Um, I don't want to say Seagirt, but Long Branch would definitely be one. Uh, I'm trying to think of another little shore town where it's not over. Brielle would be a good would be another one. A small, you know, smaller short town doesn't really have like a boardwalk and stuff, but nice restaurants and things of that nature. So I definitely think um, Brielle. Um, I definitely think uh, Long Branch. Um, definitely um, that kind of feel if they get their act together and get stuff uh, developed over there. Finally, triple double by Weldworks. I had this sitting in the refrigerator for a while. I uh, want to thank Shea Franz and uh, the folks from Weldworks for getting this over to me. It's a banging double hazy. I had this with my neighbor uh, about a week or so ago. Delicious. And the fact that it had been sitting for a while uh, made no difference. It was refrigerated. It was nice. It's a delicious double hazy beer. Uh, if you, you find it in New Jersey, definitely pick it up because Weldworks is in New Jersey. Uh, you will certainly enjoy it. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the show. Of course, my good friend Buddy Watson as well. Got to see him soon because i got to get him some uh, delicious beers. I will be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.